Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image. I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to introduce to you to this month's legacy leader, which is Karen Sargent. Karen is a team growth strategist and helps business owners survive their growth spurts, grow their teams, and cultivate a strong culture based on consent and accountability. For 25 years, she's guided teams through high stakes, high uncertainty situations, from counterterrorism operations in Afghanistan to software project management at the dawn of the internet boom. Also, as a COO, she's helped clients achieve seven-figure launches, roll out new product lines, and architect full-team reorgs, and build strong, equity-centered business practices and teams. So, Karen, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking. Yeah, absolutely. And because this month's theme is values on the Legacy Lounge, I've asked you to come and talk to us about the importance of values while you're growing a business from the perspective of being a seasoned business owner yourself, but also to really being involved with and behind the scenes of so many other businesses. Um, A lot of the people that you've probably admired online, um, a lot of them Karen has worked with and she's still working behind the scenes of a lot of different people. So um, before we dive in, I would love to just give you the chance, Karen. I mean, I gave you an introduction, but to give the audience a little bit more context of the work that you're doing in the world, because I think that'll also just open up their eyes um, to where you're coming from. Mm. So for this season of my business, I am usually in the back, in the back, um, helping entrepreneurs and business owners, especially those who are seeing a growth spurt, uh, figure out how to not break everything in the back office. You know, that's one of the one of the funny pain points is when you've just licked sales and marketing and that's taking off and the volume is coming in. And then what you have in the back was everything that was good enough is starting to break or show some stress tests and things like that. So I love sailing in right at that point and um, helping square it all out, get um, not just a new org chart, but maybe some uh, team growth plans together, but then also giving them the, um, you know, the operating system, like meeting cadences and how to interact and how to kick off projects and how to project plan and those kinds of things so that the, the back office is really supporting all of those sales goals. Amazing. And, you know, going through some of those growing pains myself, I know how valuable 
of a service that is. And then when you're, you know, growing with the team, it goes from just being, you know, a solopreneur to, okay, now I got to add, you know, you're like team, now I can get stuff off my plate, but then there's a whole nother layer level involved. So um, it's just amazing what you step in and can help people with. So my first question is when we talk about values, I just love to hear like, what is your first reaction as it pertains to businesses? Um, what is the importance of values that you see uh, with all of your experience? Yeah, so um, maybe I come with a very back office perspective, but values to me are telling me how you're gonna go about doing your business. And to me, that's very informative, both when I'm evaluating you as a client, like are we aligned? How do you wanna get work done? What do you tend to value? And I'm especially looking for, do you value the folks who are on your in your org chart helping you out? I feel like there's values um, often are very external focus and they talk about um, clients and they kind of talk about, eh, I don't want to necessarily call them performative because they can be very instructional that way, but then it all kind of dissolves when work needs to get done. Um, and I want to know that the values that you're putting out there that are client facing are also team facing mm -hmm. and that you promise to kind to operate by those values when stuff is hitting the fan and things need to get out the door. Um, so I have like a dual lens when I think about values. I love that because you're it's so true. I mean, people I've even seen, you know, Instagram posts, these are my top values. And I think sometimes you said it, it is performative in some people's world. And I love that you it's so much more tangible when you look at it like this is really where you're operating from. And that's why I believe it's so important to get clear on your values in your brand and really live from your values, whether that's client facing or back office facing, that's huge. And, and it also helps you make decisions. So I love that. A hundred percent. If your values aren't helping you make a decision, they probably haven't been refined enough. You're, you might be close, mm -hmm. but no cigar, but it really should, your values should really rule things out and rule things in both about who you do, who you will do work with, but also how you're going to do the work. And it really should be a guiding, a guidepost. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening and like, okay, Tiffany, I don't even know how to create my values. Um, go back and listen to the last few episodes because I dove really deep into how to create your values, what that looks like. So I want to make sure you get that value as well. But today, Karen and I are really talking about the importance from a different perspective because it's one thing to just be like, oh, values. And I think so many people shrug off values and it just feels so corporate sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't need values. I'm just, I'm just a solopreneur. I'm just a business owner with you know, a few contractors or a small team. And that's just not the case. <laughs> so when, is there any like stories or things that you can share from your journey um, as it pertains to, again, why those values are so important specifically, like maybe some situations that you've seen or some different business owners and how they operated. Yeah. So I'm actually in like 2.0 of my values uh, and mine got a glow up uh, even just recently. And they were because what I needed to do was refine them and make them more um, helpful. 
make them more like impactful in how I do the work. And what was funny, and you'll love this, Tiffany, because um, when you have a look at the values they are up, you know, on my about page, um, you're going to recognize them because that was the framework that you and I created um, about how I go and help folks. So what, what I really ended up looking at was the IP that I use to go into other clients' companies and solve their people problems. And once I just, I just kept stepping through those, it was like a three or a four step process. And then I finally went, it just finally ding in my brain that, that this is how I approach work. This is how I want to solve every problem because it has an equity lens. It looks at systems, um, systems first, rather than performance or people first, you know, that people perform in the context that you've set for them. Mm. Um, they want to do good work, but not always allowed to do good work. And that we have to tackle systems before we get into, you know, nitpicking somebody's performance. And so uh, it's how I want to operate in the world. And so I kind of took that and incorporated it, incorporated it into my own business values. And um, I, I really am so pleased because um, I kind of backed, backed my way into them. I was sort of living them out and then went, hey, hey, these are values. And so I kind of uh, like refined my list. Oh, I love that too, because the list is, like you said, what you're living. And I think so often people create their list based on what they think it should be or what they think others want to see. And it could be like integrity and, you know, these just like kind of lame words that like, what does that really mean? Everybody should just be an integrity anyways. Right. So, um, I'm so glad that that came up. And then you also have, so I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now, just so if people are like, Oh, like definitely look at Karen's website, but just so you have context while we're talking, it's ownership, a curious lens, transparency, agreement, and accountability. And they're, they kind of all go together. But then on the side, Karen also talks about, you know, that every human be deserves to be safe and loved. Black Lives Matter. Um, she's committed to elevating entrepreneurs and communities that have been marginalized. So I love that you have the piece that really ties into your system itself. But then you also talk about like, what you believe in. And I know you enough to know that you live that out too. And that's where sometimes values can be performative. And that's where I love a little discussion I'd love to have too, because I feel like at some point you'll be found out if you're saying these things and you're not actually following through with it. Right. And so if you're going to put those types of values on your site and you don't follow through with it, and I know you do, and I do as well, um, you know, you really need to think about that and think about, are you truly living out your values? So I love that we kind of looked at where you were living and made the values from there instead of vice versa. Yeah. And I always want to just say that I am, I'm a work in progress. And so, you know, you not every time you ever interact with me, I'll, I'll get an A plus, but, I, but I, but that's what I strive to do. I mean, they're important to me that I operate this way. And so I, I, I want to make sure that I, I am always trying, but I'm, I, you know, I'm with you. I, there's a drum that I beat. And uh, the way I say it is don't talk about your values and then turn around and shove three weeks of work into three days. Mm. That's sort of the, you know, if you have to, your values, the ones that you aspire to really should in a way cramp your style. Like you're going to have to make different business decisions because of the values that you espouse. So be careful 
but be, you know, but be, so be aspirational, but be realistic and be ready to change your ways um, for the better. I'm getting chills, Karen. This is, if, if you're listening, well, you are listening to this, obviously, but um, make sure you just like rewind and listen to what Karen just said, because it's so true. And, you know, even with my own values, I think so many, you know, I value freedom and I, I value, I realized more recently, you know, I value spaciousness. And then so often, this is something I'm actively working on is like, making sure I'm not filling my calendar and overworking. Like it's so easy to do for, you know, driven entrepreneurs. And if you're, if you have those values, like you said, you're not walking your talk. Or I've seen a lot of people who say they value family, but then they're working all the damn time. So such a good point. Um, So, yeah, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, how we worked on your values together. So when my question for that is really, can you share just a little bit about that process? And I think you did a little bit about how we really looked at where you were and dove a little bit deeper than I think most people just think of like a word for their values. Um, And then how do you think that informed kind of where you are today and kind of the transition in in your business and everything? Yeah, so I think the process one of the one of the things that I found really helpful, so I want to say it, is to almost flip around and say, what drives you crazy? Like, mm-hmm. what drives you crazy when other people do it or when you see it happening in the workforce? Because there's a value there. It's th- so instead of uh, you know thinking of all the positive words and like getting out the thesaurus and being very philosophical, what pisses you off about the way? other people are doing business or the, you know, the, the businesses you don't want to see win and, and then, and then kind of meditate on that because there's a value uh, misalignment right there. That's going to tell you what you do value. So I found that when I came up with the transparency agreement, accountability, that kind of three-step process for figuring out people problems, it was because, well, actually technically all of my values, now that I think of them, I have been on the wrong side of someone who doesn't value those and how stinging it is and how resentful I feel when I get, you know, when I have to like interact a lot. So in a way, mine were a very much a reaction to this is who I like. I don't even want to be in business and unless I'm in business this way, mm-hmm. because this is the way work should get done around here. And I am just going to plant the flag and, and be for that. Um, and then, and also tell clients no, you know, or prospects no, if, if we're not aligned. So it's, it's a little, you know, walking your talk. I don't want to be flippant about that because it, first of all, you struggle because it's always trying to discern, am I, or am I not? And if I cut a corner here, how, how much corner am I cutting? Uh, and then, you know, you're going to say no to, to folks who you maybe would have said yes to six months ago. And yeah. that hurts a little, you know, so things like that. So it really, the, the, it really does come home to roost if you're going to walk your talk. So yeah. And it's so worth it though, because I think especially so many women, you know, struggle with boundaries sometimes. And so I love what you just said is like, you're literally creating some value or boundaries using values about what you will and will not tolerate. And so it kind of just makes those decisions easier for you, you know, like, okay, this person does X, Y, Z, they're not a good fit. That may be some revenue, but then you'll probably see a lot more aligned clients coming to you as well, especially once you put those 
things on your website because then this that's the whole thing. It's like literally a magnet for people that share the same values and then life gets so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you know that I cannot talk on this podcast without asking about legacy. And um, I just love your work. I mean, I remember when we were working together and I didn't realize that you had been like working with counterterrorism operations in Afghanistan. I was like, wow, this is so interesting. Like you've done so much deep work in the world outside of, you know, the work that you're doing today. But like you said, it was always like team oriented and, and look, looking at it that way. Um, so I would just love to hear, um, the first thing is what does legacy mean to you and why do you think it's important? Yeah, I think I would define legacy as impact um, and not just what we do, but how we do it, like how we go about making, see, it's very like integral into this values discussion. How do we make our money? How do we serve our clients? How do we lead our team and businesses? And then I also want to sort of expand the focus into, it's not just the people we intend to impact, mm -hmm. but having a wider lens because our actions impact, you know, it's much broader than we first think it is. So if we're including, if our focus includes certain people, it means it's excluding other people. And are we good with that? How intentionally have we decided who we're focusing on and how we're going to do the work and who are we leaving behind? And is that intentional? Is that something that we're okay with? So um, again, it kind of has maybe a back office and a systems approach, which is just how I move around in the world. So but that's kind of how I think about legacy. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think it's brilliant because, and again, because we're almost opposites sometimes with me, the creative mind, and then you're the back office, um, yin to the yang. So I think it's that's why I was excited for you to talk about values too, because it brings a different perspective and and it's so true. Like, what are you excluding? I think I think that's so important to think about. Um, so the next one would be, as a leader yourself, and I know you, you know, you're very selective with who you work with. You're not out there like selling courses to a million people. You're working with the people that you can really help and that you love working with. But what have you been doing or what do you do in your business to really think about leaving a legacy, you know, yourself or within those businesses? You know, I've really stepped this up this last year. Um, I'm in an equity-centered leadership certification course uh, with my mentor, uh, Trudy LeBron. Mm -hmm. And I love the, I love what I'm learning. I, I'm, I learn every day, every week. Um, but because I am in the back, you know, the back part of so many people's businesses, I would love to be able to not just give them good big business practices, but equity-centered business practices. I really think that's the best way to get business done. You know, that's it, it would have been that way. Um, there isn't a there isn't a better way that's not equity-centered, is what I mean. That it's just, but to be like a Johnny Appleseed of equity-centered best practices um, mm -hmm. is just lights me up and allows me to just have much more, even more meaning about amplifying the businesses that are they're seeing the growth, but need help just, you know, growing some more. So it informs, you know, who I choose as clients and sort of what, what sort of operational best practices I'm putting into those businesses. I know that, that I'm impacting their impact, both at their clients and in their, in their teams. 
And that just means the world to me. Oh, that is so good. I love the idea of the, the analogy of the Johnny Appleseed, like literally the ripple effect spreading out. And I think more and more people are thinking about the equity, but they don't know how to approach it. So to have somebody to help them bring and actually implement that um, is so amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And then our last and final question today is, what are you most excited and proud about creating or doing that will stand the test of time in your business? So I think what you just said is applicable, but if you have anything else to share. No, I, I really, I think it is that. And I, I feel like that was a missing link for me um, for, for a good while. Like I knew that I was helping I was helping other people achieve their dreams. And I am perfectly fine with that, by the way, that that is, that is a meaningful to me um, uh, sort of mission, but, mm -hmm. but also to, um, to implant equity center business practices as well as helping people out just is, is where it's at for me. It's like the best. Amazing. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this discussion with Karen and getting a different perspective about values. I think it's so valuable to have your input since you have been behind the scenes with so many people and, and really do look at it from a different perspective. So thank you again for being here, Karen. And where can people connect with you? What's the best way to do that? They can uh, go to my website, which is karensargent.com or come find me on Instagram, karen.sargent. Mm -hmm. All right, perfect. And we'll have that information in the show notes as always. And remember, if you're not consciously building a legacy, you're simply building a brand unconsciously. And we will see you next time. And if we all focus on making an impact together, the ripple effects we can have will truly make a difference. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Lounge podcast. Connect with me on Instagram at Tiffany Newman Creative. I would also love to hear your feedback to see what resonates with you and what you'd like to hear in the future. If you love this episode, please provide a review and we will be forever grateful. You can always find links and resources shared on the show by going to yourlegacybrand.com. Remember, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. What are you doing today to pour into others and to leave your legacy?